Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. It's a beautiful thing when you can change your perspective to where it's not, I have to, or this is all they'll let me do, but to where it's, I get to, I get to do this. For what? For God, for his glory. So it's kind of cool when you see this within the Levite tribe that there's different groups and each group will take on the responsibility of certain aspects of breaking it down, moving it, setting it up. It's cool and it's beautiful how the Lord works this. Have you ever wondered why some people seem to be born gifted at what they do? Maybe you've seen a professional athlete play and it looks like they're not even breaking a sweat. Or maybe you've seen a doctor that doesn't break under any kind of pressure. Well, God has specifically created you for certain tasks as well. He has a plan for you and has gifted you skills that he wants you to use. Today, Pastor James is going to remind you that it's all about your perspective. You don't have to serve God, but you get to. Now, here's Pastor James in the book of Numbers, chapter 3, with today's edition of Bread for the Broken. So you got 8,600 males, one month or older, from the Kohathite clans. They were responsible for the care of the sanctuary. They were assigned the area south of the tabernacle for their camp. So they're, they're Southsiders, all right? They're the Southern boys, okay? You got to watch out for these guys, okay? They do things their own, their own way. That's just how we are in the South. Anyways, so they are going to take care of the sanctuary. The leader of the Kohathite the clan was uh, Elizaphan, I don't know, um, son of Uziel. There you go. Four clans were responsible for the care of the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, and the various articles used in the sanctuary, the inner curtain, and all the equipment related to their use. Eliezer, son of Aaron, the priest, was a chief administrator over all the Levites with special responsibility for the oversight of the sanctuary. So like this is getting to the inner part and this is serious stuff. This is serious stuff. So those guys in the South are like, oh, oh, cool. We get to do, oh, wait a minute. We got to do all that stuff. Like, can't we die? They saw Indiana Jones. They know if you open that ark, you're going to melt away, right? Like they're like, this is serious. Yeah, this is a serious role and responsibility. And they needed oversight. Notice here, you're introduced to they have an overseer, okay? The first group, outside curtains and all that stuff, you guys know what to do? Knock yourself out. You guys dealing with the, the ark and all that stuff? Oh, no, you need some oversight. And they get an overseer. The sentence, verse 33 of Mariar, oh, Mariar, I, I don't know, were composed of the clans descended from Mahali, and there he is, Mushi. There were 6,200 males, one month old or older among the Mariite clans. They were assigned just to the north of the tabernacle or the north side for their camp. The leader of the Mariite, Mariite clans was Uziel, right? No, Uri, Zuriel, I'm sorry, my, I'm seeing other names now, son of Abichel. That was a good one. These two clans were responsible for their care of the frame supporting the tabernacle, the cross beams or crossbars, 
pillars, bases, and all the equipment related to their use. They were also responsible for the post of the courtyard and all their bags, pegs, and ropes. So these guys are structure kind of guys, right? These are their, your, your, heavy, your heavy lifters, okay? These, are, these guys have to carry all this stuff. A lot of, the, a, a lot of just structural stuff. They're, they're taking it down, they're setting it up, all that good stuff. The area in front of the tabernacle in the east toward the sunrise. This is, so this is our last little side for the, tribes, uh, for the tribe of Levi, okay? The front of the tabernacle in the east toward the sunrise. I love how that's just added there. It was reserved for the tents of Moses, Aaron, and his sons. Okay, so you got, you got your west side and your north side and your south side. Those are covered. But the east side where the sun rises, well, that's where Moses and Aaron and, and Aaron's sons, that's where they camp out. Okay, it's like they got prime real estate. You know, they get to see those awesome sunrises. That's pretty cool. But they're set up there. They, it says they had the final responsibility for the sanctuary on behalf of the people of Israel. Anyone other than the priest or than a priest or Levite who went to near the sanctuary was to be put to death. When Moses and Aaron counted the Levite clans at the Lord's command, the total number was twenty-two thousand males, one month or older. All right. So you got your number. You got plus or minus. 300. It's okay. But that's the number you have for the Levites, one month and older. So we're not counting, you know, the 20 plus older warriors. These are like, these are guys who are destined to be servants of the tabernacle, like from birth, from birth, like they are set apart, so to speak. And they have tremendous responsibility. And and each group has varying responsibilities. But guess what? All four are important. All four are essential and necessary for the trip, for the road trip. Because you've got to have the guys, even if you're like, you're the curtain guy. You've got to have somebody who takes down the curtains and then knows how to fold those things and pack them away and get them. And when, we, when it's time to set up, that they know how to set those things up. Absolutely important. Absolutely important. Well, but I'm not a sanctuary guy. Okay, <laughs> That's a, yeah, those guys, if, if they're not careful, they'll get killed by God, okay? That's one of the warnings within the text is like, you have to like, if you're part of a sanctuary team, well, that's a serious thing. That's a serious thing. But the curtain guys, the outside guys, absolutely important. The guys who handle the construction of the thing, absolutely important. And for sure, Moses and Aaron and his sons, bear most of the responsibility and the importance. It falls onto their shoulders. Why? Because they're the leaders. Because they're the leaders. And a good little lesson within all that is just, I don't know where you serve, whether it's on the outside with curtains or construction type stuff or in the sanctuary kind of a deal or whatever it is, every bit of it matters to God. And it's absolutely essential to be able to go from here to wherever it is that he's calling us to go to next. It's, it all matters. It all matters. You need a whole team to do this thing. Just like I, I loved in Exodus when we were going through the, um, you know, Moses was given the blueprints for everything 
everything down to the curtains and the colors and pomegranates hanging off of stuff and all that fun stuff. Like he was given the blueprints for that. And then it was time to delegate the responsibility to those who are gifted within, you know, those specific realm, you know, realms or, or talents and all that good stuff. And, and they got to work and they did exactly what they were called to do. And it came out perfect and beautifully. And it's just, it's an amazing thing to read through. I would encourage you, well, maybe this next month, you'll be in the book of Exodus as you read through the Bible. Pay attention to that stuff because that translates to where we're at today. You know, the body of Christ is this beautiful, dynamic thing, this organism that is alive and that has to have order. It has to have structure, has to. And what's cool about that is knowing like, this is what God has made me to do. And for some of these people within this is like, you know, you had to have guys who are like, I only make the utensils for the, for the temple or for the tabernacle, but I do that for his glory. And it's not that I only get to do this. I get to do this. I get to, I get to make the curtains for the tabernacle. It's a beautiful thing when you can change your perspective to where it's not, I have to, or this is all they'll let me do, but to where it's, I get to. I get to do this. For what? For God. For his glory. So it's kind of cool when you see this with the, within the Levite tribe that there's different groups and each group will take on the responsibility of certain aspects of breaking it down, moving it, setting it up. It's cool. And it, it's beautiful how the Lord works this, how he works it out. And what he did back then, he's still doing today. He's still doing today. So you have all that set. Now we have this little discrepancy, so to speak, because, you know, you got only this many Levites who are being consecrated, set aside, and, but you have this many, you know, firstborn sons of the other tribes. And there's a difference there, a number difference. We need to address that. Verse 40 says, the Lord said to Moses, now count all the firstborn sons of Israel who are one month or older and make a list of their names. The Levites must be reserved for me as substitutes for the firstborn sons of Israel. I am the Lord. Okay, it's always, you pay attention when he drops that. I am the Lord. I am. Okay. The Levites' livestock must be reserved for me as substitutes for the firstborn livestock of the whole nation. So God tells Moses, he's like, okay, so I have reserved the tribe of Levi for myself. So you need to count all the firstborn in Israel. So we need to make sure it it matches. Okay, so the firstborn, the number of firstborns in the tribes, we need to make sure that that matches with the Levites. And if not, then there has to be some sort of redemption. Okay, some sort of covering. So Moses, verse 42, counted the firstborn sons of the people of Israel, just as the Lord had commanded. The number of the firstborn sons who were one month old or older was 22,273. You're like, oh, so close. I wonder if there would have been the 273, the Levites, if the other two guys hadn't have died. Probably. Probably been more than enough to cover all the, you know, the firstborn sons of the other tribes of Israel. But again, their sin affected them, affected the whole nation. But here you are. So there's 22,000 Levites, 22,273 firstborn sons of the other tribes. So we have 273 Firstborn sons who are not covered. They're not covered, okay? They're not, you know, because you, know, you only got this many Levites. So, so what are you going to do? There's a problem there. And, and just a little side note, 
just so you understand, Moses didn't himself go and count each and every person. I don't know if that needs to be said, but I feel like I should probably say that. He's not going around like, all right, how many got in there? One, two. He's like, you know, he's got a little abacus or whatever, you know, really big one, right? <laughs> he's like, one, two. He, he delegated these responsibilities out, okay? So they got to count, and this is what it came back. So verse 44, solution. The Lord said to Moses, take the Levites as substitutes for the firstborn sons of the people of Israel. Take the livestock of the Levites as substitute for the firstborn livestock of the people of Israel. The Levites belong to me. I am the Lord. This is like what you call a chiatic literary structure where it like, it starts off and then it kind of, it starts this way and then it goes, you know, the message continues on, and then how the message ends is how it began. That's called chiatic kind of structure. If you note this, you can go back into it and check it out. But the Bible does that a lot, which is kind of cool, you know, where God's like, do this, I am the Lord. And then he goes through this list, and he's like, now do that, because I am the Lord. And that's your whole structure there. Anyways, he commands him to do this stuff, like take care of all this, you know, the livestock, all that stuff. Verse 46, there are 273 more firstborn sons of Israel than there are Levites. To redeem these extra firstborn sons, collect five pieces of silver for each of them, each piece weighing the same as the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20 geras. Give the silver to Aaron and his sons as a redemption price for the extra firstborn sons. So Moses collected the silver for redeeming the firstborn sons of Israel, who exceeded the number of the Levites. He collected 1,365 pieces of silver on behalf of these firstborn sons of Israel, each piece weighing the same as the sanctuary shekel. And Moses gave the silver for the redemption to Aaron and his sons, just as the Lord had commanded. So there was a price that was paid to cover these guys. Kind of cool, right? Kind of sounds like a whole redemption kind of a deal, right? Just kind of tucked away right there in, in numbers. So everybody's covered. Everybody, all the, the tribes, the firstborn sons of, of all the other tribes, they are now covered. They're covered in the sense of they've all been consecrated, so to speak, because you got where, whatever they were lacking in numbers, they made up in silver. And who got the silver and where did it go? I don't know. I don't It doesn't tell us, right? So maybe it went back into the temple or, or the, the tabernacle. You know, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. What, what matters is that the 273, they're accounted for, so to speak. They're covered. They're good. So we got everything is in place and, and we're ready to like, you know, we got everybody knows what to do. The delegation stuff has all happened. We got our pack list. It's ready to go. You know, when it's time to move, everybody knows that we're pack it up. We're on the move. Chapter four, we got a few other things to cover before they can get onto this road trip. It says, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, record the names of the members of the clans and families of the Kohathite division of the tribe of Levi. List all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. Now, that phrase is going to be repeated all throughout the rest of this chapter, and it's a phrase that I want to draw your attention to from the very beginning, okay? The qualification starts at age 30, so 30 to 50, and that's an important distinction, okay? So not just anybody could serve within this role, but I think even the greater distinction is what's said after that, who are eligible to serve, okay? So there can be 30, anybody who falls within the range of 30 to 50, but if they're not eligible, you're not serving. But I'm 30. Okay. 
but you're not eligible. I'm 40, 45, 49, 50, 50, and I'll turn 51 tomorrow. No, if you're not eligible, then you can't do it. And I think that's included within there because, again, the Lord takes this thing very seriously. Now, what could disqualify them? There's a handful of things that could disqualify these guys. Go back into the book of Leviticus if you want to know more clearly on what that could be. But the Lord is very, very specific. Anyone from 30 and 50, 30 to 50, who are eligible need to serve. You've got to count those guys. Verse 4, the duties of the Kohathites at the tabernacle will relate to the most sacred objects. When the camp moves, Aaron and his sons must enter the tabernacle first to take down the inner curtain and the cover of the Ark of the Covenant with it. Then they must cover the, the inner curtain with fine goatskin leather and spread over that a single piece of blue cloth. Finally, they must put the carrying poles of the Ark in place. Next, they must spread a blue cloth over the table where the bread of presence is displayed. And on the cloth, they will place the bowls, ladles, jars, pitchers, and special bread. They must spread a scarlet cloth over all of this. And finally, a covering of fine goatskin leather on top of the scarlet cloth. Then they must insert the carrying poles into the table. So here's the Lord saying, all right, we're going to move this thing, but here's how it's going to go. Layers, we're covering this thing. We're going to cover this thing. And only these guys get to do this. This is a, a tremendous, tremendous responsibility. This isn't like, this isn't the sanctuary guys. This is Aaron and his son's kind of goal or role. Next, they must cover the lampstand with the blue cloth along with its lamps, lamp snuffers, trays, special jars of olive oil. And they must place, they must cover the lampstand and its accessories with fine goatskin leather and place the bundle on the carrying frame. Next, they must spread a blue cloth over the gold incense altar and cover this cloth with fine goatskin leather. Think of all the goats that have uh, contributed their lives to this. <laughs> they got lots, I'm sure. They must attach the carrying poles to the altar. They must take all the remaining furnishings of the sanctuary, wrap them up in a blue cloth, cover them with fine goatskin leather, and place them on the carrying frame. They must remove the ashes from the altar for sacrifices and cover the altar with purple cloth. All the altar utensils, the fire pans, meat forks, shovels, basins, and all the containers must be placed on the cloth, and the covering of fine goatskin leather must be spread over them. Finally, they must put all the carrying poles in place. The camp will be ready to move when Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the sacred articles. The Kohathites will come and carry these things to the next destination, but they must not touch the sacred objects, or they will die. So these are the things from the tabernacle that the Kohathites must carry. So you imagine you're part of that clan. You're like, oh, geez, okay, here we go. Um, Just don't touch anything, right? Only touch the poles, only touch the poles, okay? But you got to cover all this stuff. You got to wrap it, you can seal it and all this good stuff. And again, going through that list, there had to be somebody who made all these things. There had to be somebody who made all these things, even down to the meat forks, right? Somebody had to construct this stuff. And it all matters to God. It all matters to him. And he, not only does, he, does it matter to him, but he wants to keep it sacred, even in the journey. Eliezer, son of Aaron, the priest, will be responsible for the oil of the lampstand, the fragrant incense, the daily grain offering, and the anointing oil. In fact, Eliezer will be responsible for the entire tabernacle and everything in it, including the sanctuary and its furnishings. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, do not let the Kohathite 
clans be destroyed from among the Levites. This is what you must do so they will live and not die when they approach the most sacred objects. Aaron and his sons must always go in with them and assign a specific duty or load to each person. The Kohathites must never enter the sanctuary to look at the sacred objects for even a moment or they will die. Man, you talk about a hard job, right? Like, I remember, I used to watch a show called, I don't even know what it's called. They go fishing for crabs in Alaska. What was that show? Deadly Catch? Yeah, that's it. Bing, it's right there. Um, yeah, it's like labeled like one of the most dangerous jobs on the planet and all this good stuff. I'm sure there's other ones that are more dangerous, but like, that's like nothing compared to this. Like, if you look at something for too long, boom, you're, you're gone, you're, you're dust. You're like, well, that doesn't sound loving. That doesn't sound gracious. Look, they know what they're supposed to do. They get it. They serve a holy God who should be revered, respected. And if he says, do this and do it like this, even if there's a threat of losing your life or not, it, does, it shouldn't matter. You should just do what he says to do and do it how he tells you to do it. But it's communicating just like holiness, holiness. And for these guys, I mean, it might be a little bit of a stressor if you're a part of this clan. But also, it's kind of one of those cool things where it's like, that's a tremendous responsibility. I mean, I get to handle the, the sacred things. That's a tremendous responsibility. And it makes me think of like, well, the, any role of, of a teacher and leader and shepherd, you get to handle sacred things. There's a, there's a tremendous price that comes along with that. And the book of James tells us that. Well, don't be too eager to be a teacher. <laughs> don't be too eager to, you know, to desire that thing. Oh, because you will be held accountable for more. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. So I should pay attention to these portions of scripture. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're, when you're handling like super sacred things, which I believe the word of God is a super sacred thing, you should treat it with the utmost respect and honor. Absolutely. These guys are like, you just do it right. And this is like, if you're like in this tribe and you've got this bad habit of like horsing around, you know, the other guys on your team be like, you're not coming in with us. Like, no way. <laughs> like, you know, you stay outside. Um, how old are you? Uh, you don't qualify. Get out of here. But this is like for the serious guys. Like, you go in, you handle your business, you do it right, respectfully, reverently, and then you take, you take pride in one sense, not bad pride, but like good pride in the sense of like, I get to serve the Lord in this capacity. This is tremendous. This is amazing. So now you got the Gershonite clan, Okay. So that's the Kohathite clan, which Moses and Aaron would have been a part of that clan. The Gershonite clan, the Lord says to Moses, record the names of the members of the clan's family of the Gershonites, division of the tribe of Levi, list all the men between the ages, again, 30 and 50, who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. These Gershonite clans will be responsible for general service and carrying loads. They must carry the curtains of the tabernacle, the tabernacle itself with its coverings, the outer covering of fine goatskin leather and the curtain for the temp, uh, tabernacle entrance. They are also to carry the curtains for the courtyard walls that surround the tabernacle and the altar, the curtain across the courtyard entrance, the ropes and all the equipment related to their use. The Gershonites are responsible for all of these items. Aaron and his sons will direct the Gershonites regarding all their duties whether it involves moving the equipment or doing other work, they must assign the Gershonites responsibility for the loads they are to carry. 
So these are the duties assigned to the Gershonite clans at the tabernacle. They will be directly responsible to Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. So these guys show up and they got a boss. His name is Ithamar and he just lines them out. I'm so grateful that I have the ability to tune into life-changing truth from the messages of Pastor James Grizzle right here on Bread for the Broken. It's like water to my soul. I'm in an unusually busy season of my life where if I'm not careful, I'll just shrivel up. At least that's what it feels like. Have you ever been there? Maybe it's God's way of telling me that I need Him. Not activities, Him. Not entertainment, Him. You get the idea. I'm not saying that these things are necessarily bad, but how long will I make God wait? He is patient for sure, but He also has a purpose for my life. If I decide to do things that aren't in line with Him, you can bet that He's going to check me on it. He'll keep me in the desert as long as need be, like He did with the Israelites after they escaped from Egypt. But I can take comfort in the fact that I'm in this space because something needs to happen within me, so I can be more like Him. If this message has resonated with you at all, would you consider donating to this ministry? You can find information on our website, breadforthebroken.com. While you're there, take a look around. Again, that's breadforthebroken.com. We think it's important to magnify the name of Jesus at all ages. So why don't you come out and meet Pastor James Grizzle and everyone else here? Bread for the Broken is a ministry out of Calvary, Galveston, located in Galveston, Texas. It's our prayer that you're finding hope and new life in Jesus through the teaching of Scripture. Make plans to join us again, right here on Bread for the Broken.